0: Hi friends, welcome to the Artist's Blend.
1: Today we're gonna be talking about the process of play and what that kind of looks like for both of us. So grab your mug. And let's get talking. <laughs> that should be the end of this episode.
0: <laughs> I think. What if instead of the intro music for one episode, we just tried to do it off of memory Please. and just I think, all I think that
1: would be amazing. I'll beatbox. It'd be fine.
0: <laughs> or we can record an acapella version. Yes, that would that be would, fun. That would be
1: fun. <laughs> Another time, but yes, right yes.
0: <laughs> Yeah, not this morning. No, no, thank you. No, no,
1: it's no. Nine thirteen
0: a.m. Yes. Well, eight thirteen for you.
1: Eight thirteen, me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, and I don't I don't know talking. if
0: people notice but i certainly notice when I go back to edit and I, and I mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember when we recorded or whatever it was. You can totally hear a difference between our morning episodes and like our afternoon evening. Mm-hmm. In the morning ones, we start out so much drier yeah. and uh, more uh, just like a little duller than everything yeah. else and it's, it's not necessarily <laughs> bad but it's just funny like to see and by the end of each of those episodes we're so much more lively and our mm-hmm. voices are a lot higher than when we started mm-hmm. which I just think is funny. <laughs> it's fine
1: it's a good warm-up. Mm-hmm. It's
0: like how do you it's warm up so for funny. a show?
1: I record podcasts. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> forget trails I've got a forget podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so today we are just kind of having a chat about the The process, the art of the process, and um, obviously we come from that uh, from an actor's point of view, and so we'll sort of be talking about the experience of creating a show uh, made for the stage from an actor's point of view, but just sort of talking about, like, um, different aspects of the process and what it looks like for us and different random things about it.
1: Yeah. But today's episode with the coffee stance is actually from Pin Cup Coffee again.
0: Yeah. And it,
1: there's their Rosy blend, which is an Ethiopia origin. Um, the tasting notes are sweet florals, toffee and stone fruit. I have my thoughts, but I'll save them for the end as always. Yeah. Um, but again, really cool company based here in Nashville um they have all the information on the back of the bag as far as like elevation how they roasted it it's really really interesting to see that they take that kind of care and effort into their coffee um you can find them at pencupcoffee.com i believe if i'm wrong about that just check in the show notes and it'll be there so really really cool company
0: yeah uh and then one other housekeeping thing uh before we go into the episode if if you are listening right now thank you First of all, just thanks. Yes, thanks. <laughs> we're, we're totally thank doing this just for fun because we like having these conversations and we're like, mm-hmm. let's just record when we have the conversations. Um, so thank you for listening. If if you want to support us in any way, um, we have a link tree in our social medias, but also in the show notes of this episode. You can just click on our little link tree and it will take you to this to a tree of links. um, One of which is buy me a coffee, which is just basically donating like five bucks or 10 bucks, or I think it's like increments of five. Um, But that will help us uh, find more coffee suppliers and um, help us, maybe in the future like upgrade the quality of the show mm-hmm. and, and just sort of maintain it because um, it is not free to put this out in the world and no. we are loving every second of it but it would also be awesome to have some support if you so wish um, yes. but also if you just want to buy some coffee and you're going to do that anyway buy Carver Coffee which is also a link that we have you get 10% off and a small portion of that 10% off you get goes to us mm-hmm. um, so that's another way you can help and also if you're not in a place to help out monetarily just give us a rate review we always appreciate that um and also if you have an episode idea if you're sitting there and you're like man i wish they would talk about blank pull out your phone right now unless you're driving wait till you're stopped pull out <laughs> or your pull phone over. <laughs> or, or pull over
1: dang it pull over and good ideas can't wait
0: <laughs> yeah good ideas can't wait <laughs> and sl- slip into the dms the dooms Slide into our DMs and tell us what you want us to talk about and maybe a guest that you want us to have on. Yeah. And we'll do it cuz we're doing yeah. it for fun and for y'all. Mhm.
1: So let's get into it today. Yeah. And play. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, let's play. I'm
1: always a poet in the morning, but never any other time in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, with our both of us coming from the same program, our methods of play are similar but also vary because every single artist approaches it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you had some talking points that you wanted to, to touch, and one of them was like memorization, because I, yeah. I can remember that. Um, for me, personally, uh, memorizing takes a hot second, but then again, it doesn't. Because uh, sometimes I beat myself up a lot when it comes to memorizing, because I love the idea of day one of rehearsal, you're memorized. Mm-hmm. That always doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> that's fine. But it's interesting to me because I'm like, oh, I can memorize. I can do this. It'd be fine. And then I don't. But then the day comes like before off book has to happen. And I've had my book the entire time. I'm like, okay, I just need to I need to learn it and set it down. I take like an hour and it's done. And I'm yep. like, man, if I had done this <laughs> before all this began, I would have had so much time to play yeah. and had this script out of my hand. And every single time I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? I, I should have done it differently. <laughs> oh, well.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was one Little show Mountain. in college where I, um, somebody had said, just try being memorized before day one. And I tried it and was like 95% there on day one. And it changed everything for me. Um, and so that sort of became my my new practice for the most part I would try to be like 90 percent off before starting and when I did summerstock um one of the I always remember one of the directors had his own rehearsal room policy for his process mm. and it was that ev- uh, <laughs> scripts were never to be on stage like at all oh. um and he said for for the blocking period like mm-hmm. week or not week one I, I wish we had that much time days. Yeah two and three, hour after we learn music. Yeah, hour three. Uh, but when we blocked the show, his thing was, we are going to use our bodies, we are going to be present and act on impulse and do all the things, and then I'll let you go write it down when we're done. And then you can come back. And we had no idea that was going to be a thing. None of us were prepared for that. Um, or Not all of us were pre- prepared for that. And um, there was one scene in particular where I was dropping everything and it was making the process just like stop and start and stop and start. And I was, I was like, I, I just hang on, and I had to get my book, and he said, put it down, and I was like,
1: oh, boop, oh, oh okay, uh, okay. <laughs> Spiri- <laughs> And it was also <laughs> like a,
0: go here, go here, go here, yeah. turn here, up there, down there. It was so, it was just like convoluted, and you it need worked. To write it was like great. A wrist,
1: a wrist it, thing. I needed that, like I needed, like, yeah, I needed
0: yeah. something, and it was just it made it difficult. So I, I it was mm-hmm. a great idea, but in in there was a time or two where it was more. Um, harmful than helpful but anyway but I've started doing that like memorizing before day one and um the show that I'm doing right now I'm understudying um one of the leads and so like literally almost almost always on stage and I was like I have to be ready for this because if I happen to swing I, I need to start now and so I memorized my character's lines first and then spent a month before learning all of his and I'm so glad that I did because now we're in that stage of like experimenting and sometimes oh he's got to go to a costume fitting and yesterday they were like hey can you jump in and I was like okay, okay. <laughs> and had I not like spent the time it would have been yeah. so much more frustrating and yeah. and
1: hard but just and not even for you but like for, for everybody Yeah. and not because of you but it's just like okay you we're, we're slowed down because... We haven't yeah. implemented this or we haven't taken the time to be like, oh, yeah, this is an issue that we might run into. Mm-hmm. And that's something else with as far as memorization. You talking about like having a whole month. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. If you get the material. Yes. Because oftentimes you'll get it like a week before. And yeah. Like, how am I? How, 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 how? Yes.
0: I always send an email <laughs> as soon as they send an offer and I respond and it's confirmed. I mm. immediately send, hi, can you send me the libretto and score like whatever they have? Yes, thank I you. I will <laughs> be like,
1: please, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I went it all. Yeah. Um, a, another thing with your process of your, your, not your process, but what you've been through as far as no scripts. Go write yeah. it down. Come back. I think in those situations, recordings of like the stage mm. would have been helpful to have been like, if you don't yeah. get it right down or you don't get it right, watch the videos tonight, get all your notes mm-hmm. and then come back. But again, that comes into other issues and, and whatnot. Yeah, and if you have union you
0: have... people, you can't and, and I know. yeah, it's just, so yeah, issues. it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that was happening in, in the show that I'm working on right now. All, mm-hmm. Most of the principles are equity and mm-hmm. there was a sequence that was particularly difficult and we're like, oh, we'll get a recording of it. And then like a couple hours later, we the whole room realized like wait we we
1: can't we can't do that <laughs> we
0: can't do that <laughs> oops that was so funny deleted
1: nope but um, like
0: the it's when you have books in hands you can't you can't be creative or act on impulse or whatever and and just also having something in your hands that is not there in the present moment mm. just makes things weird and difficult. Like for me, whenever I have my script, I find myself gesticulating with it and utilizing mm-hmm. it as if it were a prop that was in the mm-hmm. moment. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. this is not a tool that I will have. Yep. I can't pretend like I have this tool when I, I won't. So Correct. then I just get distracted and yeah, it's the whole thing. So I just have to put it down.
1: Yeah. So taking away from this side of the conversation, yeah. I, I am striving more to be off book as soon as possible and to get your book as soon as possible. Mm. Like my, my upcoming contract, I still haven't re- received the script. We're supposed to get it by the end of this week. And that's fine. Yeah. It's a, a whole week before we even begin rehearsals. But <laughs> I still yeah. haven't got the contract. I haven't got the like- You haven't got the it's, contract it's, yet? No, it's Crazy. fine. I know. Um, But it, it allows more time to be able to play instead of like you were saying using it as a prop or mm. de- using it as a crutch is what I like to say too because so often I may be memorized and it's not off book yet but I'm still holding the book. Yeah. And it's hard to put it down because you're like but it's what if safety. I need it? It's just do it. Just put it down. Yeah. If you if you're at that spot where you're like I don't know, you're there. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Just try it you you still have people on book no one's gonna judge you <laughs> i know a lot of people were like oh my gosh i got so many line notes that's fine at least you tried <laughs> <laughs> there was a show
0: there was a show that i did it was one of, i think it was the first role i ever played that like he literally never left the stage and mm-hmm. it was like um like a hour 45 maybe two hour play mm. and i got the first the first night that we had off book I had, I think it was like 47 line notes mm. and it was pages and pages and pages. And I went to the ASM who took them for me and and she just handed them to me. She said, you're doing great. As Aww. she handed me a stack of stack papers, an things. inch thick. No. And I just said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? My goal is just to get less pages every day. Yeah. And I went from like 20 pages to like 17 to 10 yeah. to five to three. And I was like, oh, I'm doing it. Okay.
1: Okay. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there, there's that, but also within that process of different, different ways and different uh, avenues as far as play on stage versus script mm-hmm. memorization, you have different directors who take different approaches, as you were yeah. talking about with the one saying no scripts on stage, yeah. <laughs> very Edna Mode. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've worked with. Several directors, most of which have been okay with scripts in hand until a certain date. And then by mm. that date, everyone should be off book. And from there, it's um, it's the show at that point. Yeah. But it's also those people who are like, you can have your script until this date, believe in the process of trying to be off book before. Yeah. So it's like, is that is that it? double standard not necessarily like Mm. i understand it but it's like what do you want yeah like because as the director taking the firm stance on a lot of things within play process it's like do you want us to not have books or to have books (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a difference um and i mean you've worked with many directors as well the one with the no scripts on stage is just the one that we've honed in on necessarily were there any others that had interesting processes with scripts or the play um, ability necessarily not
0: really and and that director he was phenomenal he yeah. was fantastic yeah it was just like a weird little quirk that i remember Correct. um and yeah yeah he's he was lovely and wonderful as far as scripts goes i don't i don't really think because also like as you know as you sort of transition into professional world it's not mm-hmm. really as much of a concern because everyone's doing it as they're living and people mm-hmm. realize that and we all are kind of in the same boat of let's get it done and off book dates kind of become less and less relevant as as like I said as you know and so like it's the the uh from director to director it's less about um that aspect and and more about um like how they set expectations, mm. which kind of brings us to like a different part of the conversation. But um, segue, <laughs> we, segue. <segway>. We always <laughs> talk about um, the craft and the process and making choices and, and whatever. And that always starts with the, the environment, how you yeah. feel in the room and um different directors setting expectations and not just logistical expectations, but emotional expectations and, and all that stuff day one. And how does that set up the performers in the best environment possible? Mm -hmm. And there was one, one director I worked with last year and day one, um, he had everyone, uh, write down on post-it notes, um, one, an expectation of the team and the company as a whole, Mm two, an expectation of him as a director, and then three expectations of us as performers. Mm. And so then there were like three areas of the expo board and all the post notes went to their respective column. And we read them all out. And then they printed this like little poster that had all of our terms on Mm. it in columns. So throughout the process, that was always on the wall. And he was like, this is what we're always striving for Mm -hmm. uh, every day and it was wonderful and and we had these these wonderful words like um like grounded collaboration and Mm. and truthfulness and Mm. respect and kindness and and all of these things um Mm. that were always on that wall that set us up for success and it was it was really cool to have that and like um just just directors that are very intentional about environment to create a safe space um the show i'm doing right now like the the director is is brilliant and lovely and wonderful and um Day one, we had this big little circle and and he was like, hey, we're going to do this check in thing sometimes. Not every day, but like when we need it, when we feel there's there's an oddness in the room or we just need to breathe for a second. We're going to come in a circle and everyone's going to say together, I am. And someone will say what they are. And then everyone will say, I want. they will say what they want. I need. They'll say what they need. I feel they say what they feel. And so everyone takes a second to acknowledge where they are mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and just checks that in. And then we can proceed to do work, and so things things like that that set up the environment for success, I think, are really really important, so that we can do do the art, do the craft, whatever it is. Yeah, nice. Have you had any um, directors or experiences that that stick with you as far as setting expectations?
1: Um, yes, uh, a couple in college, and then a couple outside before college or after. Um, and some were good expectations and some were I don't ever want to work with that again. Mm. So it's good to know going forward to be like this. I don't I don't necessarily like that. Would I deal yeah. with it? Sure. But um, so something that I love is uh, you'll be familiar with this, but um, it's a love circle type feeling. Mm-hmm. And I love I love when a cast and company just say company because crew and cast should work together. They should um is is more of what you were talking about everyone knows the expectations as a whole versus like we have to listen to the director and their expectations are all that matters but n- no <laughs> <laughs> that's not true um so I, I love that aspect i love any kind of director that has the open space to where people can make decisions but also has a high expectation um one professor that I worked with in college has almost done every single show slightly differently as far as their process. But um, overall, they want to check in. They want to treat the actors as humans in the beginning. Mm. And then when it's time to work, it's time to work. Yeah. And they are very good at distincting that sort of relationship during the day as a mm. professor and then turning into a director at the end. Um, as far as some bad (laughs) examples (laughs) of directors, um, don't, don't yell at your actors. It won't get you anywhere. (laughs) It really won't. Um, because I've done so many productions and I, am just now creeping back into professional work, uh, for, for those who don't know my history, uh, right before, uh, 2020 going into shutdown and everything like that, I, I was just beginning to get professional work. And was super excited about it. And then what happened happened, and that's why I went to back to school to get my second degree. Anywho, getting back into it now, I'm like, oh right, okay, this is this is what it is. Cool, great. Mm-hmm. This grind, as we like to call it. Um, but before that, I had done community theater and the professional shows that I had done. A lot of the processes was not defined. So hearing your experience of, like, directors being communicative or communicative, communicating to the actors of, like, expectations or things like that, that often wasn't given, but was expected. Yeah. And I I never really liked that because, like, I, if you tell me, like, where we need to go, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. If you drag me along to where we need to go, everyone's going to kick and scream and fight the entire yeah. way.
0: If you just... Put, attach a rope to our waist and yank. It's yeah. not going to work. That's run. not going to go well. <laughs> I've, I've attended
1: fly training. That's not right. <laughs> this is not Peter Pan Goes Wrong. Like, yeah. Come on. Uh, so I had a director one time. I stepped into a show. I'm remaining un- anonymous with this story just because it has very bad ties and don't really want to go into it a lot. Um, you'll understand what I mean, Eastman but this one director he sort of was interrupting the process because there was times where we were in a scene and acting (laughs) as we do and rather than let it end and then give notes he would give notes in the middle and be shouting go further go further go further it's like okay Uh, we can't focus on what we're doing and listen to you at the same time and it was a toxic environment he was constantly yelling he made us go. Uh, I think our tech was like twelve hours, mm. with like one break. What? As far as like as far as dinner, like not. We took like break breaks. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and just really, really toxic. Yeah. And again, never gave the expectation of what he wanted, mm-hmm. but expected you to get there. Yeah. So it's like, if you talk to us, we'll get, we'll, we'll understand, but yeah. not talking is fine. Yeah. Um, the, um, one professional work that I did, uh, pre 2020 was, um, at the grand old Opera when I did Rudolph mm-hmm. and that was my first time being a swing. So that was a whole, whole different, um, aspect of the show as well. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed that process because <laughs> it's one of those shows that it's camp in in a sense because I mean it's Rudolph the Red Nose Ranger. Yeah. Come on. And everyone knows the show. So there's there's not a lot of emotional depth. You're not it's sitting not there. going... It's not an
0: artistic reinterpretation. No. <laughs> it's just the movie plopped on the stage.
1: <laughs> Correct. And that that's fine. There's place and time for those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're sitting there like, what is Rudolph's true objective? Yes. To try and get home? No, yeah. you're not doing that. Um but what I loved is um they would, they would set the scene. They would run it a couple times, and the director would be like, "What are the concerns? What are some problems that I'm not seeing?" Mm-hmm. And it was like, "That's that's refreshing," because a director, as we both know, having taken directing class and loving directing, you have so many hats yeah. that you're not wearing them all at the same time. Yeah, and so you might not, you might miss something, and that's okay. You have to humble yourself to be like. Okay, let's try and fix it instead of being mm-hmm. like, "Well, that's not my problem." It yeah. is your problem. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's interesting that that the spectrum is so wide in the mm-hmm. field of of there there are people that shout and scream and yell and treat you like children that have an incredible resume with a bajillion Broadway credits. Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> those people exist. Mm-hmm, I worked mm-hmm. with one. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then
0: and then you have these people who are so kind and gentle and efficient and respectful and, and create just the most wonderful artistic environment. And it's fascinating to me that both ends of that spectrum are allowed to exist at the same time in our yep. field. <laughs> and there's just such a disconnect between, and it's not even a matter of region or or level of professionalism. There are people that are in New York, Broadway theaters, top of the pay scale that are working in this environment and mm-hmm. treating people that way. Mm-hmm. Either's either end of the spectrum and there's people at, at unpaid community theater volunteer level that are also on way. both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me that both are allowed and um and and understood as acceptable. Yep. Um it's just crazy to me. And and there's a a book by Frank Hauser called mm. Notes on Directing: 130 mm. Lessons in Leadership from the Director's Chair. Oh, and okay. um someone gave me that book. And I'm gonna add that to my reading list. Do it. Hold on. It's incredible. It has become my my bible. Whenever I direct something,
1: it uh, it's 130? called
0: "Notes on Directing" by mm-hmm. Frank Hauser. Nice.
1: Um, Thank you.
0: Yeah, and uh, he he was uh, a director from from the UK. But that book that is my bible when I direct or. Honestly, it can be helpful even if you're a a leader of any kind, but specifically directing. It's Mm -hmm. an environment that requires emotional vulnerability is really what it's good for. Um, But he has these wonderful thoughts and and notes. But um, I want to touch back on something that you mentioned earlier. Sure. um, The side coaching thing. Mm, And side coaching is so interesting because it's – it's it works for some people and it doesn't for others. I don't think it works ever if you're yelling <laughs> but but there was there was a director that I worked with one time who his side coaching was constant like that we were in this this really intense I, I wasn't I was watching, but the mm-hmm. two of the actors were in this really intense vulnerable scene that was it was it was very um it wasn't a loud scene it was not explosive or, or mm-hmm. energetic it was very um quiet and calm mm-hmm. but very Endier intense yeah yeah it was one of those and um throughout the entire scene it was constant notes and thoughts mm-hmm. and I saw for one of the actors on stage that worked so well. She was able to absorb and to push forward and to keep moving. And for the other actor, I just saw him fall apart more and more every time something was said because he, he just doesn't work that way. And so there's something to be said also about different methods of, of environment working for certain people and not working yep. for others. Um, and I've never been a side coaching person, but I will say I, I was working on a show recently and and there was... um there was a little bit of side coaching and the first time, the first time it happened, I was like, Oh no, here we go. But it was very gentle and very, um, every once in a while he would just say, hold there. Yep. And, or, or, or so one time he said, um, what was it? He said, push in. Mm. And there was an, it, it was because he saw an instinct in me to close that gap between us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to, to push forward through the, the song. And, he once he said that it sort of allowed that impulse in me to exist and to yeah. act on it. Because yeah. it was also like day one and 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 I pushed forward and, and he just said, Yes. Mm-hmm. And and it was this glorious moment. And just like little things like that where yeah. he sees something, he encourages, or or he he just like little things. Just it's, little it's things. It's
1: almost an allowance. Like yeah. if he sees you want it, just do it.
0: It felt like an allowance. And there was mm-hmm. one moment where um where there's an entire chorus of a song and um, we were we had eye contact, but but each of us would kind of break away every once in a while to paint a picture of the imagery mm-hmm. of the song that we were saying. Mm-hmm. And that that was the instinct was to, to turn and, and paint yep. the picture stage right. Yes, there's mm-hmm. stage left, but I'm turning mm-hmm. stage right to, to, to show and see the yes. picture. And he said, no, no, stay, stay there, stay mm-hmm. with the eyes. And we went back. And then there was another impulse because of the, the imagery that we were singing about. We turn, he said, no, stay there, stay there. Mm-hmm. And then... He, we we just stayed there for the entire chorus and like part of the next verse and it was beautiful and it worked so well. And we were seeing the imagery through each other and it just connected us in a new way that Mm. it was just fascinating. And I was like, okay, I kind of like side coaching sometimes if it's done done the way that I receive it best.
1: If it's done, I hate to even say this, but if it's done like you're a child and gently and you feel more permission, you're like, okay, this, this is good. And... This is also uh, something you mentioned at the beginning of this episode. We're both mainly actors coming from this process as that. Seeing the process through a director in that respect where it's, no, stay there. Stay Mm -hmm. there. We as actors are like, but there's the rest of the stage. We don't want the audience to forget (laughs) that there's more. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Where you are is where the spotlight is going to be. Yeah. Keep them there. Mm Mm-hmm. Is 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 what I attained from that story that you come and I'm like, we were also That's in brilliant. the round. At, yeah, well,
0: it's a three, it's a deep three quarter thrust, and yeah. so there's always lots of open space between us, and we're always playing big diagonals, mm-hmm. and um, which is great, my cup of tea, I love it, but yes. because of the diagonal we were at, it felt I felt Wrong. like I needed to fill the space a bit more, mm-hmm. but because it was such a, a large diagonal and a huge. Space and Mm -hmm. the the instinct was to fill that space, but it was no keep that huge distance and just look at each other the entire thing. And so now every time we we get to that scene, it's it's we lock eyes Mm -hmm. the entire. I guess it wound up being half of the first Mm verse. No, no, it's the entire first verse and the entire first chorus. We were just doing nothing but looking at each other, and it created this beautiful chemistry between us that has maintained to to today. But
1: well, I I see that not only creating beautiful chemistry. What you're talking about, but like as an audience member, not, not being in the room and just hearing about the story, to me, it would give such an opportunity for the interpretation of the audience to see their own mental image of what you're describing mm-hmm. and yeah. to, to paint their own picture, which draws them in even more. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people think... <laughs> like this is an extreme example but like a Michael Bay film when you hear that <laughs> you th- you think explosions guns fast cars that's all right yeah Flash, flashy big shiny thing look at me um you don't need that mm-hmm. and uh, i think nowadays with audiences having shorter attention spans and things like that it may be a thing that directors are like we must we must capture their uh eyes at all times no yeah. you don't really need it I think it has to, to do with style territory. too. Mm-hmm. It
0: depends on like like what, what show are you doing? Are you are you doing big flashy 42nd Street where yes, Correct. give them something yes, to look at all need the time? It the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or are, cause you know, there's another thing I was talking about the other day with somebody or no. It was on an episode that we were recording <laughs> which <laughs> okay, came out you were talking I think when somebody. this comes out, it will have come out a week before. It was the one with Joss. Mm. Um we were talking about. Uh, um, being expected to be masters of of all the different styles that exist mm-hmm. in the field mm-hmm. and i think it's a style thing too of yep. of whether you're holding moments or giving them mm-hmm. things to look at or, or what's mm-hmm. genuine what's what's a bit false but also yep. false sometimes is just presentational and mm-hmm. not necessarily false and yep. it's a, yeah i we we've talked a, a whole lot about um the the peripheries of the mm-hmm. process and mm-hmm. we we talk so much like as artists we the, the craft and making yes. choices and all the things yeah. and all of what we've talked about is so important for setting up the environment for those things to happen. But we haven't talked about the thing, like yes. the creation. <laughs> there are some stories that I have in my mind of like mm-hmm. moments of, of making choices or process or exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love do you have any like moments or thoughts or memories or stories of moments of creation and process?
1: I have moments of, Creation necessarily, and I I think that it falls under that category. But (laughs) Easton will know because he knows me. Anyone listening who knows me will know this. I am a very fluid person in the sense of I like to move, (laughs) so stillness does not come to me naturally. And in college, I had to really really work on finding the stillness within myself. Not necessarily what I'm saying, but just in myself. And I did a production where the character was older and just grounded in life, not necessarily experience, well, in experience, but not in what was happening. So finding stillness within it created this whole different dynamic in myself as far as I, I came off older. I mean, yes, I am 28, but I was having to play someone who would be close in their 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. and it just read just because I was still, not necessarily... Yeah how I was delivering my words or anything like that. So I think finding finding what works for yourself, but taking the little nuggets from anybody that hits like, Hey, try this, uh, instead of trying to be like, I am a father, Mm -hmm. try just being still, because I mean, older people, they don't move as much because they've moved all their (laughs) life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I can think of that. Uh, I want to hear one of you, one of your examples, if you don't mind, just because I'm a little lost in yeah, yeah, yeah. my my experience in stories, but I love this topic.
0: Yeah. Um I have one as a performer and then one as a director that I always think mm. back to. Um for performing, it was it was the the big musical in college that made me like realize what the process can be and like what mm. it actually is to explore and discover and play and all the things. There was this big long ballad that I had that was just It was heartbreaking. (laughs) Yes. Um, The material is so heartbreaking. And it was just, it was a monster and it was scary and I was worried about it.
1: I know of what you speak.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) um, I was the actor at that time who was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And um, I was just kind of figuring out what the heck to do. And um, the director and I worked together. It was a great example that, that taught me what collaboration can and should look like. It was the first sort of introduction I had to what that can be. And we sort of just discussed and, and tried things and like tried going over to the chair and tried sitting down here versus sitting down there or over here and what, what different things look like. And she was like, I need you to melt here, not just drop and like just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and it was a lot of experimentation and trying things and seeing what worked and what didn't. And there was, there was a, an instance where she had me um, like leaning my hands over the desk and like pressing into the desk and leaning forward. And the the idea was right and the, the, the press was right. It felt right to press. Um, I love some lebon mm, Um yes. but the, where it was and how it felt in my body, it just felt um, kind of sticky and untruthful. Mm, mm-hmm. The imagery was nice, but in my body, it didn't feel right.
1: Mm. And I was
0: like, hey, I, 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 I agree that there, there should be some sort of press can I try this? can I can, can I try something else? And she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. And so instead we like I went around to the front of the desk and was standing in front of the desk and then just like pressed in my butt into the desk from the front mm-hmm. and like melted into the top of the desk, which to me felt so much better in my body. It didn't feel like I was trying to do what the director said, but it still honored her vision and what mm-hmm. she what she want what she needed to happen physically in that moment. Mm-hmm. And we had this nice marriage and collaboration of this is what you want, this feels odd, let me try something else that can still give you what you need. Yep. And it was a push and pull give and take collaboration. Wow. Nice. And I real it was one of the big moments for me in college of like ah, collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> and listen. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like trying things and this thing worked and this thing didn't and that's okay. Um yeah, the other, the other story was um as a director it was one of my first times directing um musical material mm-hmm. um and we were doing a scene in which one character has to have so it has to have all the power. The other character um wants power, but <laughs> she's feels inferior and and it needs to be obvious to us who holds the power, and it yeah. just wasn't working. Like there was something missing, and that that the the power play was not evident. Mm. And I was like, okay, I, I I love weird stuff. I love trying weird like yep. theatery crawl on the ground things. Like, like I love that. Um, <laughs> so college was great for me. Um, yes. But <laughs> I uh, I had the the character that held the power. I had them stand up on this table that we were using. And then um, there were chairs all around it. And I was like, just get the chairs out of the way. The, what we're, I said, I prefaced it with, what we're about to do is not real. This is not existing in our space. This is in the the imaginative ether. This, mm-hmm. So I don't feel like we need to perform this. This is just yeah. for our own spirits and bodies. Yeah. And so th- that character with the power got up on the table. And um, it was um, a duet. And they were singing o- lines over each other at the same time. And so I had him... Uh, deliver his lines up top um, mm-hmm. and I had her the character that needed to have less power circling delivering her lines to him and it still wasn't working they they mm-hmm. were connected with their eyes which is nice to have connection but it just wasn't reading still yep. even though he was above her and I was like I, I I had him stop for a second I said I need and I told the, the actress who was on the, the, the floor I said I need you to to make him look at you. Mm. And I went to him and I said, don't don't look at her. Keep mm. your eyes above at all times. Never look at her. Mm. And they did it again. And it changed everything because there was now this pull in her mm-hmm. chest up to him. And it was constantly, I, I finally felt he has the power because yep. he was looking away. And it came from this sense of collaboration and play and fun and weird mm-hmm. and just trying things. And because they were so open to playing and just trying, like, That is such a weird thing to do to just circle around the table and someone's standing on a table and looking at the distance. (laughs) It's weird, but that was an uh, for me that was like my director moment of realizing that collaborative play and experimentation can be so fun. And then when we went back to the floor, back to the the real stage world, um, they had the same feeling. It read Mm. so well and so much better because spiritually they, they didn't do anything different with their bodies, but. Well, I wouldn't say that they didn't do anything different. They didn't cross to a different place. They didn't add a prop, like nothing physically changed, but the, the, they they felt different in their own bodies mm. is what it was. And mm. it just changed everything.
1: Nice. But, um, one final thing that I, uh, in hearing your story <laughs> made me think about, um, was in my, uh, production of Rudolph. Mm-hmm i had never done puppetry before and there's minor minor puppetry to the point that i'm like please let me do a workshop i want to (laughs) learn more thank you um but there was these two owls they were only controlled by there's a handle in the head and they just rotated right Mm -hmm. well they were like so you start stage left you go stage right behind a tree that's it i was like okay and the fellow actor i was working with who was the other owl i had done a couple shows with so we we knew each other's humor, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we completely changed the dynamic of these two owls, minute characters who didn't matter to the story, but suddenly became the focal point of the scene. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because because of the choices that we were making, and the owl's head was fixated, which is fine, but I discovered that if you raised up just slightly, you had more mobility, and you could mm. do side tilts, and you could you could do different emotions. Yeah. So I I whispered to the actor. I was like, hey. Did, can you do this? Like, is, is your owl this way? And he's like, wait, yeah, it is. So it was like, okay, I think this next time we're going to, we're going to try this. And we didn't necessarily get permission, which can be <laughs> bad. And we didn't, it can be good and bad. Uh, in this case, it, it worked out for the good because it, as we were crossing stage, instead of just like walking, we were like, do, 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 Yeah. <laughs> and we made, we made fun. We, we played with it and the director ended up saying stop. And I was like, oh, and she was like, please keep that. Every single time you two have just as much fun as these owls are having from the song Aww. that you're singing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's so fun. Right? I love that. And like sometimes and, just trying things Yeah. W- without asking is fine because it creates these fun, really cool moments. I think if you're trying something that's like big or distracting or, or takes focus, like that's one that thing, can but be, like yeah. It, it served the story. It served. It mm-hmm. sounds like it served the tone of, of the song that was happening. Very much. That's awesome. And, I love and that. And instead
1: of just being a stagnant piece moving and everyone being like, oh, okay, this is the song. It it energized the room because the first yeah. time we did it with the owls, people were laughing and we're like, are they laughing at us or what's happening? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the owl. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I like give yourself permission to play and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But also... Give yourself permission to play, and give those who are in the process with you to enjoy the environment that you create. Yeah, and you will all enjoy the play process together. Yeah, stay open,
0: play, and and receive play. Yes, yeah, play and receive play. Much
1: better. Yeah, play, play back. Play (laughs) back. (laughs) I -hmm. want t-shirts now that we might get sued but (laughs) i want hold on i want i want it to be correctly punctuated but it'd be stop period collaborate comma and listen period oh that's fantastic right like it is it is a song but still like as an actor you'd be like stop collaborate and (laughs) listen (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) i love that so okay well let's talk about the coffee real quick as we wrap up i really liked it um I will see i will say it was interesting because the floral notes were the strongest to me mm-hmm. this time um i have had this uh coffee uh yeah once before this episode and when i did i enjoyed the toffee more mm. which is interesting because i think every time that i'm trying it, i'm like wait i discovered this yeah um i don't know what stone fruit is so i don't i don't know if i ever catch I'm gonna that google note. it. google oh
0: It's a fruit with flesh or pulp, enclosing a stone, like a a peach, a plum, or a cherry.
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: Huh, so anything with like a pit.
1: So, avocado.
0: Uh, Avocado, I guess avocado's a stone fruit by that definition, yeah.
1: Technically, it's a fruit because it grows on a tree.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wait, here's a suggested. Why is an avocado not a stone fruit? (gasps) It's a berry.
1: Excuse me, what?
0: What?
1: You heard it here folks. Avocado's a bear.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Wow. This is now a new podcast. Um That's very interesting. Um <laughs> Anyway, yes, I I agree there was there was some florals in there um which normally is not my favorite, but it was like it, it was a sweet floral and the the toffee gave it a it was like a little caramel. It was pleasant. I wouldn't um, say it
1: was like unenjoyable. Yeah, but it was just kind of like okay, this is good. It was pleasant. I think Yeah, it's I liked it. It was a nice. One of the few light roasts prop. that we've had. Yeah, which neither of us are huge light roast fans necessarily, yeah. but it was still good. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was gentle.
1: It's very gentle. I, I like liked that. it. A, a gentle cup of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> write that down. <laughs>
0: and if you want that, they they uh they're a very small roaster. Um, mm-hmm. they just kind of got started a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a single location in the Nashville area. So support them. We're gonna link. Can we link? Do they have a, yes, they have a
1: website. They have a website. Yeah, we're
0: gonna link it in the show and notes. Give them. We're a visit. working
1: on some kind of Linkage with us with them as well. So maybe a collaboration, maybe something else. I don't know.
0: Maybe in the show notes it'll say something about a referral link. And if it does, click that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) If not, go to their website because they're still great. (laughs) All right. Easton, you want to get us out of here?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Be good beans and drink good beans. Yeah. Have a great day.
1: All right. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. The Artists' Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's Infamous Adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.